Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. Welcome back for another week of the Working Fans Podcast. This is AJ. I'm the former wrestler. We've got Dave, the ultimate fan, here with us. As we do every week, our producer, Joe, may likes to make us sound good and makes us look way more professional than we actually are. As always, you can find us on Twitter. That's at FansWorking. Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then you can now listen to us on all major platforms including Anchor.fm. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and you can actually check us out on YouTube. Now, it's important when you go onto the Apple Podcasts and YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, let us know what you think so you can help us out and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. Hi, wrestling fans. This is Mr. Number One, George South, longtime NWA legend, and you're listening to Working Fans Podcast. Everybody, it's the Working Fans Podcast with Dave. And today I got a special guest, a man who's worked for the National Wrestling Alliance, the World Wrestling Federation, World Championship Wrestling. He's worked in the ring with guys like Ric Flair, the Coloffs, the Rock and Roll Express, Dusty Rhodes, Dick Murdoch, and Harley Race. I could go on. He's probably one of the most, probably one of the most popular enhancement talents you'll ever see. This guy's an entrepreneur. (laughs) Entrepreneur, easy for me to say. He's a promoter. He's a wrestler. He's got a book out. We're going to talk to him today. Mr. Number One, George South. George, how are you, sir? All right, buddy. Dave, thank you so much, man. I'm going to let you keep on. I was enjoying that. (laughs) No, no, thank you so much, man. I've had a great, great career and and still at it. And I just can't wait till we all get get back up and get going again. But, man, I'm great. Thank you for having me. You know, George, it's funny. I, I always hear like wrestlers will talk about this and guys will talk about the art of getting over. And you were in a lot of enhancement matches when I was younger. I was growing up. I grew up on the NWA Crockett territory and stuff. But I remember you. You got over. Like, I know who you were. I know who Barry Horowitz was. You know, I know these guys. Right. And like, right. what was the key to that, you think? Well, you know, it sounds crazy nowadays, but I just, I learned early on, Dave, just to, you know, keep my mouth shut and listen. You know, you hear that so much now, but really, of course, when I came along, you know, it was just, of course, so much different. You know, a lot of the older guys, you know, they didn't want you in the business. I mean, back then it was, nobody got in because they felt like you were going to take their spot. Mm. So I just really, you know, I shared out. I remember the first time, I didn't know how to get in pro wrestling. And I called Georgia Championship Wrestling in Atlanta. And Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer answered. Can you imagine that? I mean, uh, I said hello, and he said, well, if you come here, I'll kill you. (laughs) And, I mean, that was it. And so I hung the phone up and said, maybe there's there's another way I need to try this. (laughs) But I, I really, you know, of course, there was no cell phones, anything like that. We just... Every now and then you could get a, a Bill Acker magazine and they would have an address, you know, in the back. Right. 
to some promoter, and we just mailed pictures. And I did that for years. I believe it or not, I never got one picture answered. In other words, nobody ever called me back. Mm. You can imagine that, Dave. Eh? <laughs> but but I just I, I I wouldn't give up. I mean, I just I knew since I watched it as a kid that this is what I wanted to do, and I just knew there had to be some way. And and then finally. You know, I had met an old guy named Rusty Roberts who had wrestled for Mid-Atlantic a little bit, and and he had an old gym, and uh, I answered an ad. It was like a Rocky movie. I answered a little, you know, three-line ad in the newspaper, and the rest is history. I mean, I went in, and they beat the crap out of me for two days, and I said, I ain't never going back. I hate this. And and for some reason, I, you know, I went back, and, and but what I learned early on, Dave, is you can't make no money by yourself. Mm. And what I mean by that is nobody in pro wrestling has ever made any money by their self. They have, there has to be two people. And early on, I just learned that, that if I'm going to choose pro wrestling, I'm going to do whatever they ask me to do the best, the best that I can. And, and believe me, a lot of those matches, you know, I remember Arn Anderson brought me over to a guy one time and he said, George, we need your, we need you to do us a favor, he said, but George, it should be the other way around. <laughs> he said, you know, the guy should be doing you a favor. <laughs> that was it. I, and I teach that in my school. If you just keep your mouth shut and listen and just do what they ask you to do. Yeah. I mean, I emptied Dusty Rhodes' trash in his office here in Charlotte for years just so he'd see my face. And, and, and you know, finally he got tired of me and said, here, come here, we'll put you in a match. <laughs> I mean... Everybody thinks that even when I wrote my book that there was a, a success secret. No, it was just being too hard-headed, you know, to, to take no for an answer. And then the word of mouth got out, you know, I like working for Georgia Championship Wrestling. And, and I, tell, I tell my students that if you just be quiet, you ain't got to tell nobody who you are. They'll find out who you are. And and I and, and and I still you know I still love it. I'm still one of the biggest marks in the world, Dave. I laugh sometimes on the internet when you see a wrestler say, "Oh, you shouldn't ask another wrestler for pictures." <laughs> and I, I always laugh at that. Are you crazy? I mean, these are my heroes, yeah. you know. And, and and you know what? As you get older, Dave, that's when you really. I, that's why I'm really thankful that I have the pictures. And, and, you know, those those memories. When you're young and you just try to make a lot of money, you don't think that one day you're going to be able to look back and, and hope that you got, you know, something to remember some of these great guys by. No, absolutely true. And I like what you said about getting, like, taking Dusty's trash and just get in front of his face every day. Like, we're doing a podcast and, like, we ask everybody for interviews. And I had a gentleman recently ask me if... He was going to do the interview, and then he found out he needed to get improved, improved by a PR department. And he said, if you don't want the contact info, I understand. I'm like, no, send me the info. Like, I'll email, I'll message everybody. I just, I'm just nice right. about it. Be nice, but don't be afraid to get your face out there, you know, and get worked That's out. right. Yeah. That's right. Well, you know, Dave, one of my great, everybody asks me all the time, what is, what are you most proud of? Mm. I mean, was it, you know, we know your relationship with the Lord and all that, but in wrestling, what is your the most thing you're proud of? Is it wrestling Ric Flair? Is it wrestling with fans? And you know what I tell them I'm most proud of, Dave? Yeah. Every time that Dusty Rhodes gave me work, whether it was one TV that week or seven days at the Great American Bash, Dave, I would always call him on Monday morning 
at the office, and I would tell him thank you. Sure. And it, he got so tired of that that he wouldn't even take my calls. I mean, he, I, I'd have to leave a message with the secretary, <laughs> you know. But now that, of course, we don't have Dusty and, and you know, I'm getting a little older, I'm so thankful that I that I did that. Because I really wasn't just show. I was very appreciative of what he did. There's a hundred million guys in pro wrestling. But he could have booked anybody. But what's so special about, I think, my career, Dave, is most of my shows and the TVs and the appearances, I wasn't even supposed to be there. I mean, I built a career on filling in for guys. <laughs> filling in for guys. Uh, and so I, I'm able to look back and, and you know, I, I learned early on that, you know, wrestlers are not the smartest tool in the shed and, and a lot of them mess up. And when they mess up, the way our business is, somebody's got to fill that spot. Mm. And, I mean, I didn't sit around and wait like a, you know, a vulture on some of these guys to screw up, but that's the truth of our business. A lot of them made stupid mistakes, but they still... You know, the fans could care less. The fans bought a ticket to see a match. So I was able to pick up a lot of uh, shows that led to another. You know, Dusty used to call me and Rocky King his utility guys. Mm. <laughs> Dave? Yeah. <laughs> he said, said y'all are my utility guys. And, man, I'm glad of it. Well, that's awesome. And you know what's funny? I was going to ask you about this later, but I think it's a great segue. You said, like, you know, hey, always show up, always be ready. And you take that with promoting, too, because I saw you put on a show without a ring. The ring didn't show up. We, we sure did. You know, I, that's another thing I'm proud of. You know, we I do a lot of youth camps where kids that never get to go to wrestling, we just take a ring in. Well, this particular show we had, it was, it was back to school, Dave Bash. And uh, we had 300 kids bust in. And the gimmick was that they get a free book bag you know, after the show. Well, my, I mean, it happens. My ring truck broke down. Mm. And, but we already, I mean, I get, you know what was so cool about that, Dave, is I get there, and my guys, they they have been through everything with me. They're already dressed out. I mean, they knew, they may not be in the ring, but George is going to make us do something. We did. I mean, why, you know what's so special when you watch that video? Those kids didn't even know there wasn't even a ring there. Right. They still had and you know what's so special when one of my guys, Cedric Alexander, who's with WWE, yeah. you know, he, when he signed with them, he called me and I was so excited for him, Dave. And I, I said, man, how was the meeting with like Triple H and the guys? And, you know, did they want to know about your trips to Japan? He said, oh, no. He said, all they want to talk about is that show we did without a ring. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, so, but what are you going to do? Tell 300 kids you can't have it? Right. So, you just do it. You just go out there and do it. That's a great lesson for people out there. Even if you're not into wrestling or whatever, a lot of what you're talking about too is just work ethic. Just showing up, being serious, and don't yeah, don't stop. And you know that's that's great advice for anybody. Well, well you know, Dave, yeah. uh, uh, it's so funny. Everybody wants to know how do I wrestle for George Sapp? when he runs a show. Okay, how do, and it's been going on for years in the Carolinas. You know, how do I get on one of George's shows? And I tell him, I said, just show up and help me, and they'll say. Well, I know that, but let me send you a videotape or a clip of my match. I said, no, none of that matters to me. I'll be there at 2 o'clock with the rain, and if you want to be a part of my show, be there at 2 o'clock. Right. And that's it. But I don't know if they overthink it, mm. Dave. I don't know. 
You know, here's a true lesson, Dave. My first day ever at training. I mean, I'm getting ready. I was, you know, just turned 18, man. I'm going to be the next, you know, rock before there's the rock. And I, I show up and Rusty's there and an old gym and I'm getting ready to follow my dream. And he hands me a broom. <laughs> I said, what the heck's this for? He said, well, I got to leave. You go ahead and sweep out that ring. And I said, oh. What do you mean? I'm here to do leg drops and suplexes. And he said, go, just go sweep the ring. And so I did not like it at all. But I went, and he stayed gone for about an hour. I swept that ring for about an hour. Mm. And he came back, and I was still there sweeping. And I said that, Dave, to say, I still, do you know that I still use that to this day? And you know I have never had a guy be there when I get back. Wow. When I give them an old book, listen, I'm not lying, Dave. I just had a, a 20-year-old guy. I believe it. <laughs> he signed up for my school. I gave him a broom. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not making fun of him. And I just sound so stupid. He did not know how to use a broom. Mm. Dave, he's never swept in his oh, life. Oh, man. So yeah. I come back. Listen, I, I, we what a great scene in the movie it would be. Yeah. I come back after being gone and the rain and the broom's laying in the middle of the rain. Okay? I'm thinking, this works too good to be true. Right. But they don't want, you know, I learned more with a broom than any video of yours from Japan. Hmm. Really. If, if you ain't gonna sweep my ring out, I don't want you. <laughs> I yeah, mean, you may not find that in the wrestling almanac, you know, but Brother, if you ain't going to sweep my broom, I ain't got no to sweep my ring. I ain't got no use for you. That's a great lesson, man. Because I know, like, before, I, well, I own a little business delivering bread. But before that, I used to manage a grocery store. And I used to tell, like, younger people to work for me all the time. Like, I'll take great effort any day. If you apply yourself and you're going to give me 100% effort, I'll take that That's nine right. times out of ten any day of the week. Amen, buddy. Mm. I tell these kids, your attitude means more to me than your ability. I mean, they'll stand there and it's like they're trying to sell me a car. Who made the WWE real big? Was it Hogan or Vince? And I was like, well, it's kind of both of them, wasn't it? <laughs> you know? It sure was. And, and everybody I, I else totally was agree. involved. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but you know, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Dave. I'll shut up. No, no, no. It's fine. I've enjoyed this. You know, I was going to ask you, though. You seem to really love training. Do you prefer training over wrestling? Is it is it just totally different? Like, what's your preference on that? Well, you know, I just want to be in a, a wrestling ring. I know that sounds crazy, Dave, but I've, 
you know, I'm, I'll be 60 years old soon, and, and I've spent, you know, 43 years of that being in a wrestling ring. And that's, I just want to be in it. Now, I know a big crowd is important or whatever, but whether I'm wrestling, you know, I tell my students all the time, I'll stop my training right in the middle of it and look around at them. And I got all these young kids, you know, 19, 20, 25 years old, and they got all these depressed looks on their face. And, you know, I stop training and say, listen, I'm getting ready to go home. Hmm. I mean, I'm 60 years old. I can't be the most exciting guy in this ring right now, <laughs> you know? And so whether it's training or still performing, man, but there's still no feeling like it when it works. Like if you put me out there with Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express and it's that old, it's just simple. I'm the bad guy and he's the good guy. Yeah. And to get those, it's still pretty cool, Dave, to control those people, you know, when they don't even know that you're controlling them. And, and I make them sit up, I make them yell, I make them boo, I make them cry. And, and I'm doing that, and they don't even realize I'm doing it. Yeah. And that, the mystique of our business is, is there's still no greater feeling in the world. And of course, you know, the bad guy gets beat. Everybody asks me all the time, what's wrong with wrestling? I said, well... I know when I was a fan and when I was brought in, I could sit down with a bag of popcorn and figure out, you know, who the bad guy was and who the good guy was. Mm. And right now, that's kind of hard. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know, you shouldn't have to have a college education to go to a wrestling match. Right, yeah. And and I'm sitting there saying, okay, who am I supposed to boo here? I mean, who's the good guy? You know, know, the whole object of being a good baby face is you're supposed to look weak. You know, but it's crazy because I see these baby faces that are like Terminators. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to sell nothing. They don't even want to go to a knee. And I'm thinking, I don't even understand this. You know, you know, and I know my job. I've just always knew, you know, my job was to go out there and and do what I could to make Ric Flair or Arn Anderson or or any of those guys, you know, look look like a million bucks. And it's lasted. I mean, I, I you know, I. It's funny because, you know, I just went down to the NWA day right before this virus hit. I was going to ask uh, you about that. Yeah, go ahead and talk about that. I'm interested. <laughs> oh, buddy, Dave, it was the greatest thing in the world because it had been probably 35 years since I was in that kind of setting, mm-hmm. you know, with the studio and the fans. And But you know what's funny? What, what brought back a lot of memories, when I first walked in that TV studio, Dave, how cold, <laughs> how cold it is. In yeah. other words, they have to keep it freezing. Because those cameras will overheat. So I forgot the Techwood Drives and the TBSs, you know, how cold those studios were. But, you know, nobody told me my finish. Nobody told me. That's what I loved about that NWA. I knew I was wrestling Colby, Karina, who I loved to death. But I knew before I left Charlotte that I was going to put him over, Mm -hmm. Dave. I knew it. I mean, that's how it was going to go. If they were, if the end of the day would have told me, George, we want you to go out there and beat this kid, I wouldn't have done it. Mm. I would have done it. I mean, I'm not being a jerk, but but my job for these last 41 years is to do what I did down there with Colby because he deserves it. I mean, he did. He deserved it. And and it, that's everybody thought we put a lot of thought in it. Someone told me they had all these agents in the back, Dave, and I wouldn't let not one of them come up to me. <laughs> Hey, what? Listen, I'm old enough to be their dad. Right. What's some agent want to tell me? You know? And we went out there. And you know what's so special is that thing was months ago 
people that I ran into, even at a gas station the other day, they watch that, and, and they don't even talk about the finish. They talk about how much fun the match was. Yeah. See? And that's what I loved about that. So so I knew my place, even after all these years. You know, Colby Cruz was funny, because I tell everybody, if NWA gives me a contract, I'm going to give it to Colby. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, actually, one of the guys who does the podcast with me, uh, I told him today I was talking to you, and that's one of the things he said. You got to ask about Circle Squared in the NWA. And I said, oh, I'm already doing that. So, well, I, you I know, you're laughing. Dave, you're laughing. The hardest thing about that whole weekend was me trying to remember what it was called. Because, uh, you know, I'm used to doing an interview and saying Squared Circle. Right. So, yeah. Oh my God, we did some pre-interviews and I, they were all laughing at me because I, I had to write on my hand with a Sharpie. Sure. Because, you know, to get the words right. It's like muscle but, memory. You're used to saying that for so many years. Yeah. Right, yeah. See, here, here's, here's the thing about that day real quick, buddy. Yeah, good. When, here's why I want to grab the fans by the shoulders and shake them and say, what are y'all doing? You know, Colby came out there and to me did one of the best sincere, honest promos that he'd ever done. I mean, he got emotional because that's life. Right. I mean, and he, those tears were real. They weren't planned. And then it was funny to see about 10 fans later say, man, how did Kobe turn those tears on like that? <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, see, that's what is missing in our wrestling is when fans get that emotionally attached to us. What a, holy cow, it was like, WrestleMania for me. Here's this young kid that has practically died in life mm. and come back and just, and he's, he wants to support his little boy. This is all a shoot. Yeah, this ain't yeah. made up. Nobody, no writer told us in the back. And then here comes this old grouchy fart that hates everybody, which was me. <laughs> and I'm going to come out. I love the kid, but I'm going to have to beat him because I want to be part of NWA. We had people, not because it was me, Dave, but we had people that just wanted to see me get my butt kicked before we ever run the bell. And, and you know they asked me the other week, why did that work? Dave, the reason that worked is nobody told me in the back what I was supposed to say. Mm. You can't do that. Because I'm not going to listen. Because, man, I'm not being a jerk, but nobody knows how I feel but me. Right. So... You know, and I know, I don't know, I could talk about all, about that all day, but, man, they just let me go do my job. That's the best way to describe that NWA. Say- I will say that about that promotion too, since they brought back NWA. One of the things I've noticed is the authenticity of it. Like Tim Storm, the the guy, the stuff you did with Kobe, even Nick Aldis, their champ. Like I'm watching a show and I'm seeing good solid action. I I, I watched one of their pay-per-views and then Aldis comes in, he has his match and it's the world champ and suddenly it feels like, and this has been missing in my opinion as a fan. That's right. It feels like it's a big fight feel. Like the world champion boxing or UFC or whatever is in there and I'm like, oh, okay, this is, now we've turned it up. And it's like, it's a show, like, I grew up watching as a youngster. Like, I'm okay, we're building, and everything comes off, like, off the cuff. I talked to Tim Storm before. He is that guy. You are that guy. And that's what's so great about that, you know? Right. And I loved it. The only part that I, 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 it's just because I'm an old funny daddy, but when I sat back and watched it weeks later, it was weird hearing fans, and I know that's the concept of it, 
but to see fans be able to comment. Right. And but you know my my comeback was I got to be able to they should let me reply to the fans. <laughs> you know. <laughs> about this uh you're a man of faith i think that's awesome i heard a story and i don't know much about this where you gave uh kristen kristen tracked the hulk hogan yeah uh, so tell yes. you know about that and about that how that all came about and everything well you know what's funny is is uh years ago i'm mean, speaking a lot of schools and stuff Dave, and and you know the deal i, I mean i know i've spoke to high school football teams and you know, and I understand, I respect that, you know, as much as I love the Lord, they won't let me, you know, you can't talk about that. So years and years ago, a cartoon artist that draws comic books, Stephen Butler, I'm still good friends with him, he drew just a little comic book of me. And man, I mean, I look like the warrior. I got muscles and hair, and, and, and so it's full color, first class, and it's just a small comic book, and it just shares my life. It don't push nothing on nobody or nothing, and, and so... I'm able to go in schools when kids ask me for autographs, and it's just an encouraging thing that, you know, you can do anything in this world you want to do. God, God will bless you like he asked me. So anyway, first time, I never met Hulk Hogan. And I don't care who you are, Dave, in the wrestling business, they'll be lying if they say they never wanted to meet Hulk Hogan. Sure. Because I'm telling you, he did the movies with Rocky, and, and so, but I wanted not to to challenge him or anything like that. I just wanted to share one of my comic books with him. And so I went to the first TV, and it was funny, Dave. I followed him around for two days. I, I was trying to get up the nerve to talk to him. I mean, this is like WrestleMania. This is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Big as a house. I didn't even know what you call him. I mean, Hulk or, you know, Hulk Hogan. And, and, I, and he went to get a coffee, and, man, we had the greatest. It was the beginning of our friendship. I just went in and, just asked him if I could share, you know, this comic book with him. And it was funny because I was kind of joking. I said, you know, you get on TV and say, say your prayers and take your vitamins. I said, I just want to know if that's for real. I didn't know if he was going to punch me <laughs> or laugh or what. But he said, man, and you know what was so cool, Dave? He said, listen, when I get on my knees to pray, he said, man, I'm the same size as all these kids. Mm. And, and you know, here's what's so neat about this story, Dave. Fast forward. 20-something years, we get a show in Charlotte with Ric Flair, Hogan, a lot of people don't even know this show happened, mm. at a high school. The main event was the Nasty Boys against Flair's sons, Reed Flair and David, mm. and Rick was in their corner. We sold out a high school right here, but Hogan came because they were taping his TV show. This is the first, and this has been 20-something years. At the end of the night, Dave, everybody's left, and there's a, and we're taking the ring down. And I noticed back there in the dressing room, an old football locker room dressing room, there's a light on. And so the coaches left, Flair left, everybody left. And I told my guy, I said, hold on here with the ring. I'm going to go see what, I didn't walk, I heard a noise. I go back there, Dave, and Hulk Hogan had been there since like 9 a.m. that morning just taking pictures with people. Wow. Not, not. Not making a dime, just because he was still there at 11:30, because some of the athletic director people 
and some of the coaches and the teachers wanted to picture with him. And so you know what I did? I got right in line, Dave. (laughs) But, you know, there was no cameras. Every wrestler on that card had already left. See, and and that's all I built my business, I mean, my, my career on is, what I what I see how people are, and he didn't have to do that. No, Dave. That's always I've always I'm marked out for that. I was just you know I, I, I respected that so much. He stayed. We had the ring loaded before he left, so he could everybody that wanted a picture with him would get a picture with him. I put and mine I, I put it in my book. I mean the picture of that night when it was just that was like the coolest thing. Yeah. Hey, you love this. I just bought a $40 referee shirt <laughs> for my shows. And Hogan was going to special referee that main event with the Nasty Boys. So they asked me, did I have a ref shirt? I said, sure. <laughs> for Hogan? Yeah. I sent it over to Hogan's dressing room. They brought it back with the sleeves cut out of it. <laughs> but, I mean, why have a $40 shirt? But anyway, he, he autographed it for me, and I took it home. But, That's great. You know, it was kind of cool. They brought it back. So here, Hogan said thank you, and the sleeves were cut out of it. Hey, I got to tell you, just to bring it back here, what you said earlier, there's Hulk Hogan early in the morning, all day signing autographs, no one's around, he's just doing it for the love, and you got people that can't even sweep the broom or want to hang out for like... Ain't ain't, ain't that amazing? It is. Listen, this ain't ain't brain surgery, what we're talking about. You know why people have lasted. There's a reason Hogan is still around. Welcome to the 531, where we debate a top 5 list on a particular subject, further discuss it down to a top 3, and then eventually settle on a top 1. Now after this beat, we'll get to today's subject. doing on this fucking humid afternoon hello we're sweating in your basement again i love it had the fan on that was nice until i realized it interfered with the sound of the new equipment dude so. i wish we were in the basement it would be a lot mm, cooler it's true it's true we were, we're in the upstairs yeah i it's it's a nice room i guess set up wise for what we're trying to do but mm. it is not good for the time of year like we're gonna have to get a couple fans We'll have to figure it out. Yeah. It's a working we're gonna progress. We're going to have to figure out the heat situation. No pain, no gain. You heard us bitch about it last week, yeah. but we're done bitching about it this week. For now. This week, <laughs> we're going to bitch about the top five people that AEW should sign. Mm-hmm. We got a pretty good response on this list this week, I thought. Oh, yeah. We hustled. We tried to get these people all a bunch of fucking lists. <laughs> exactly. A little beat behind a curtain here. We struggling, though. <laughs> yeah, this is the first week that we're recording face-to-face in a while. Yeah. And... Still, we find the need to kind of stockpile footage. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, it never hurts to get. Joe gets aggressive and in incentive. And then we start doing it. Joe's like, hey, baby, you sure you want to come over today? Yeah, like, oh, shit, we might have overextended ourselves. <laughs> but somebody who, I mean, it's almost a little debatable whether they've overextended themselves mm. is AEW because 
we've got the list this week is the top five people AEW should sign. Yes. And then next week we'll do the flip side of that question and the top five people that AEW should cut. Now, did you get Scott's new list before I... Because he sent me a new list today and I screenshot... Oh, I did. I did not write it down. Ah, that's why I got you. If you want to pull it up on your phone, we'll... You, I'll do that. Yeah, you could... Um, yeah, I got you. Is that the AEW should sign list? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well... You want me to start well, off with his list right now? that out right now. I'll give you Jake's list. Jake had Minoru Suzuki, Adam Cole, Rusev, EC3, and Jay White. Hmm. Have you pulled up Scott's new list? I did, but I'm also... Yeah, okay. I wanted to make sure that I got everything he commented on there, too. <laughs> I know. AJB, damn. That bit will not die. I know. Joe will not allow to die. I was going to make this... I'm like, hey, AJ, for you, buddy, 25 years of friendship, I got you. Joe was like, it's only been about a year, motherfucker. This know. bit's getting big in New Hampshire. It's getting over. <laughs> I, believe me, I would love to cut it off, too, but... <laughs> Jesse in New Hampshire loves it. Yeah. He, he loves a lot of he things. He loves it. We can't take it away. It's a lot of things he loves. We don't talk about it. We have to edit that <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, okay, so uh, Scott texted me this morning that we were doing this because we found out recently that technically FTR is working on a handshake deal. So if they're working on a handshake deal, he wants to make it clear those are the number one people they should sign. So if you haven't heard this yet, FTR talked about this. No, this is the Cornets. Uh, I thought you did. You needed the punch there, Excuse actually, me. on my list. Spoiler alert. Ooh, shit. All right. We got Rusev, Gallows and Anderson, Jeff Cobb, and A.R. Fox. And he said if FTR is working us for any reason, and they actually are signed, Matt Cross takes the fifth spot. That's a solid list. Damn right it is. So he's one of the fucking Matt best. That's a list. And mm-hmm. some of the similar people on his brother's list. He's got EC3, mm-hmm. Rusev, Jacob Fatu, Davey Boy Smith Jr., uh, and Brian Pillman Jr. It's a good list. Very good list. So I love these tricks of MLW talent, Zach. Yeah, and yeah. if you look at it, it's almost like some of the top people that should be signed are just like a whole other roster. Mm-hmm. And it almost gives you the idea for these guys, like... What's the stratification of the levels? Like, is AEW above MLW? I mean, obviously in terms of TV clearance and recognition and all that stuff. But if you're talking about just strictly talent pool, yeah, yeah, maybe. Because you got so much talent over there. But boy, MLW's got a really good crop of talent. It's, it's really funny for how much like uh, access they have on TV and how much notoriety they actually have. We're obviously big fans, but it's like almost like a little market enough people don't talk about. And I just think like, wow, like Court Bauer has snuck in this great little roster. Like they're gonna be what you just mentioned: Brian Pillman Jr., second generation wrestler; Davey Boy Smith Jr., the third generation wrestler. Right? I don't know. The second? A uh, second. 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 Yeah, Stu Hart was okay. And then. No. He's third. Yes, yeah, so that's his granddad. Yeah, thank you. I'm questioning myself here. I know. Boy, they all bring it up like, yeah, that's his grandfather on his mom's it, side. I go, oh wait, it's hot in this room. Yeah, <laughs> got me questioning myself. <laughs> Getting uh, secondhand weed effects here from Joe's breath. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, this, the studio. We got, it's got some residual effects. <laughs> but My asthma. wrestling, they've just got a solid roster. And did you see what I shared? At the time of the taping on Facebook yesterday, that they're releasing the injunction. I did. I shared it. Yeah. And the proceeds are going to the NAACP. Very cool. And so we had Barrington Hughes on talking about the Black Lives Matter. Mm hmm. Very cool. So, we, yeah, it's 
a lot going on. It's good to see MLW really being huge in that spot that they have. In fact, this week's anthology is one of their first champions, Satoshi Kojima, mm. which he's more mm. known for his All Japan, New Japan runs. But if you watch that anthology, you're going to see a lot of the good matches Kojima had early on. I think and they're also going to come in our MLW review coming soon. I think Jerry Lynn's on one of them. They're showing today. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Yeah. Mike Flynn brought us a list this week. He's got Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Chad Gable Tag team of Lindsay Dorado And Grand Metalik Tessa Blanchard And Brian Pillman Jr. So Whoever on my list I didn't put down Any guys who are Currently in WWE Because I didn't think Like that Which I'm not saying It's good that he did Because Adam Cole Is like the perfect Fucking guy Like And to me Like you know We talk about MLW And all these Different things But personally Like Adam Cole is one of my favorite guys out there doing it right now. Yeah. Like, I love his... Comp- he's one of the few guys, and maybe it's because he's on the NXT brand, but they haven't fucked up. They've done an excellent job with him. And I do want him to sign to AEW one day. I know a lot of people want that. But actually, what I want is I want him to defy the odds. I want him to win the world title on SmackDown and Raw and then be a bigger deal and go to AEW. I want that guy to make history. I'm that big a fan. I'm that you big a believer. I want to see him go to AEW like two, three, four. Down the road, whatever it is, after he makes his mark even bigger and then he's going to make a bigger mark over there. I want this motherfucker. I think he's that good. And he lands in probably, maybe not like a more stable federation, mm. but definitely more established at that point. Yeah. Rather than coming in now and just being like, the big champ in a new federation. Yeah, and I no mean, the defense to Jericho. And the danger, yeah. The danger is that, like, WWE, when he gets on that main roster, they could fuck him up, especially with his size. But, no, man, he's yeah. so talented. I, I just want the best for him, and I really want him to just... You don't think he's enough of a Shawn Michaels I, I do. That, I do. Like, it would flip a switch in McMahon's head, and he would almost give him... Almost that dedication he had to Michaels back. I do. I believe in him, and I think that is the case. But... We never know. That's yeah, the thing. There's yeah, always that gamble. The ball with bigger people. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesse from New Hampshire, loyal <laughs> listener, has a list. Hammerstone tops his list. Mance Warner is number two. Mm. JT Dunn is number three. That's a good one. Brian Pillman Jr. is number four. And Jacob Fatu is number five. What's this supposed to be? Is this Jesse you said? Jesse from New Hampshire. Oh my God. I love uh, the JT Dunn on that one there. Nice. Yeah, that's somebody that should be signed to something <clears throat> bigger that I'm surprised he didn't pop up in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> He's definitely a worker that does a lot up here that I'd like to see do more. Yeah, he could definitely be uh, evolving a lot more different places. Is he uh, <clears throat> dating or married to another wrestler, too? That I'm not sure of. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Excuse now, me. Kenny Cole. From the Rock and Randy's Rock and Wrestling Group had Get some color Schlack Matt Tremont The Briscoes CM Punk And Chris Hero Interesting By the way Fun little note I don't think he actually told you this This is off the air Hey it might not work out But Matt Tremont Actually got a hold of me He might be a future guest That would be awesome hmm. Schlack <coughs> and Matt Tremont Definitely fill that Dr. Luther Jimmy Havoc mm-hmm. role of More the Deathmatch wrestler The Briscoes would be Good, but I can't see them leaving ROH at this point. No, no, no. They have, uh, it would be cool to see them somewhere else, but I mean, they're just <coughs> monsters there, and they're they're heavy on that division. I would say, mm. and I mean, CM Punk, good. Oh, I mean, and pop up anywhere. Yeah, hero. Obviously, that'd be awesome. But yeah, don't know how that would work out. Armando Martinez from Rock and Randy's Rock and Wrestling Group mm. had Jacob Fatu, mm. Alexander Hammerstone, Richard Holiday. 
Selena De, De Laurenta, and Myron Reed. Tell you where my brain went here. Do you remember a manager named Alejandro Alejandro Estrada? No, I didn't think you would. That was kind of uh, time period you were dipping out a little bit. He was the manager of Umaga, and that was kind of his thing. And he, like, smoked cigars and stuff like that. Okay. And funny, because this gentleman's name is Omando, and the first guy he picked was Jacob Fatu. So that my head went completely into that direction right there. I mean, solid list. Yeah. All MLW guys. Richard Holiday. Oh, Richard Holiday. Over guess. Yeah. Just signed a major deal. Hammerstone just signed a major deal. Mm-hmm. Good to see these guys in there. Now, other loyal li- listener of the show, Randy, had the North. Mm. Tessa Blanchard, take a shot. You're playing the working fans. I mean, it wouldn't be a list without a Randy list without Tessa. But Mike Bennett is number three. Interesting. Eli Drake is number four. Yep. And then Diamante is number five. She was the female in the LAX group. Yeah. In Impact, I'm sure she's done other stuff. That's where I became familiar with her. Yeah. Very good worker. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not really a big fan of Mike Bennett necessarily going, but I like everybody else on that list. I like the North. I really like the North as a team. I've watched some stuff they did on the uh, Empty Arena Impact stuff. They've been like filming like vignettes and stuff. Yeah. And super hilarious, super funny, very entertaining. Love what they're doing. Eli Drake, big name, but I mean, he's killing it. In yeah, Eli is a guy. Now that he has his own show on NWA, really impressed me even more. AJ, not here in physical body, but here in spirit. Mine and soul. list that is topped by Matt Cardona, mm. Rusev, Eric Rowan, yeah, interesting. The North. Oh, there you go. And Rachel Ellering. Rachel Ellering, interesting pick. I didn't think of her. Uh, nice to see the North get mentioned again. Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder. Definitely uh, somebody that could add something to any promotion. He's a guy that had a great run promoting himself, and WWE really didn't do much with him when he had momentum. Yeah, we've only seen him as a wrestler, really, in WWE. And yeah. he got over despite the lack of a push that I would almost like to see what he could do yeah. outside of that system. Sure. Now, my list is next, and there's a couple... Matt Cardona tops the list, and I think he was honestly only on my mind because AJ brought it up, and I'm like, oh, that would be a good pick. Mm-hmm. Same with Rachel Ellering. Yeah. She was somebody I wouldn't have thought of otherwise, but I think AEW's women's division, though it's decent as it is, could use that extra boost. 100%. Along with her, Deanna Perrazzo, I know she just signed with Impact, yeah. but I mean, she would be another female if you added her in that would mm-hmm. make your division that much more wild yeah i've got mance warner on my list because obviously when i saw it on jesse's list i'm like i wonder what mance warner would be like on tnt he wouldn't quite be like what he's like on mlw but i think he would still i think he'd be entertaining and finally on my list me and scott must listen to the same podcast around the same time yeah because I ended my list with FTR. Yeah. And that was just based on finding out that they are not currently signed to a deal. Speaking of Scott, he's on our TV screen right oh, now. Yeah. yeah, you know, sidebar on that women's division comment about AEW. It, it's good. But it definitely, like, I wouldn't put them like, like WWE, even though they got to work on their booking, they, they, they creamed up a lot of the, the women talent when they did. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of women talent there. But, like, so, like, I always put them as number one for talent. Booking is always like, eh, we'll see what they have. But number yeah, two... more than enough bodies, especially oh. when you consider that... When it's broken up by... Santana Garrett is yeah. on their roster, but not really used as much. Mm-hmm. Mercedes Martinez was signed recently, sure. and 
you haven't seen her much. I mean, just Charlotte, Bailey, Shasha, you know, Ray Ripley's coming along. Oh, because of the pandemic, we haven't probably seen her a lot. Tony Storm. So much talent. Now, but, like... Hashtag Tony Storm's ass. Oh, uh, I didn't remember Tony. But, I mean, here's the deal. Like, I would even say that, like, they don't even, like, as far as the promotion, like, say, I, I think Impact Wrestling's female division is a little stronger. Just with Tessa, Valkyrie, and Al Perazzo being in there. And then Jessica Havoc. Sue Young, Jessica Havoc. Uh, Back when they had Allie, that was a good mix. You got Kira Hogan. What's your Jordan name? Graves. What's her name just recently joined, too? Longtime independent female. Kylie Red? No, no. Starts with a K, though. Kylie Ray's there, too. Even more fantastic. Yeah. Kimberly. She's on that roster now. Yeah, I actually just watched her recently, yeah. Wow, they might have the sleeper roster. They really do. Like, it, it, it could be arguable. Like, I'd have to look at the WWE different brands. But, like, yeah. if, you're, if you're taking the fact that actually now all those women are separated on different brands, yeah, I might say Impact is uh, it's killing it. All right, Dave. We're down to one list that we haven't heard yet. Oh, yeah. That's the, the main, main event. Oh, yeah. It sounded like Otis, actually, right there. It sounded like Macho. It sounded like Otis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My little peach. What do you got with those steaks and shakes? All right. I got a couple lists in front of me, so let me pick the right one. All right, AEW. Who are you hiring? Now, there's a couple guys I left off this list I feel bad about. One guy. All right. Well, before, Are you starting with your honorable mentions? I'm going to start my honorable mentions huh? here. All right. I'm going to do a little Jake St. John style here. First off, David Starr. I, I don't know if he would work for them because he's so about being independent, as we know. But he's uh, so talented that if they could sign him, I'd recommend it. Wow, see, I didn't even think of David Starr just because of how like extreme his stance is. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't. I don't, I don't see it happening. But he's definitely like a guy just on talent. If we're talking oh, about talent, yeah, yeah. David Starr definitely needs to be somewhere bigger than he is. Or does he really? Because, I mean, he's been making it over the years just doing what he's He doing. could be a legend doing what he does if we get back to normal. You yeah. know? Another guy I didn't put on my list that I probably should have was Jacob Fatu. Uh, I'm a big believer in Jacob Fatu. So, uh, yeah, and like I said earlier, Adam Cole, because I wasn't really thinking about WWE talent. I know the rumors are out there. But, uh, yeah, uh, he's a guy for an honorable mention. So, who I got for my actual list? Number one spot, Hammer. Please don't hurt him. Alex Hammerstone. Love this guy. All right. You know I love MLW talent. So Davey Boy Smith Jr. also makes my list. All right. He's a guy that I'm surprised more people haven't gone after, especially given the wrestling legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Like the catch wrestling. He's got it all. Legitimate, oh, tough, man. great look. Uh, another guy who I didn't hear make a lot of lists, and maybe because he just simplifies the NWA, but Nick Aldis. My God, if you can get a hold of Nick Aldis, like Nick Aldis to me, like that built-in feud he has with Cody Rhodes and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Nick, uh, Nick's the man to me. He could I, be a good player. I almost think it is that he's made himself such a centerpiece of that NWA. Sure. Like, he is the NWA champion. 100%. I think how many years ago would you have looked at Nick Aldis and thought like, oh, that's that Impact guy. Right, right, right. Now right. it's like, oh, that guy. Like that's the NWA that champion. Feud with Tim Storm really kind of made him in my mind. Me too. Yeah, I think Tim Storm is a lot better. Cody, shit. Yeah. Rounding up my list, Richard Holiday, former guest of the show. Not kissing his ass, but I believe in this guy. And a tie for number five. That's right. We're going to use the Jake rule all around on this list today. I got Eli Drake, dummy. And yeah. you got me. I got to say it. Maybe uh, she's not the most likable person on some rosters, but she's pretty talented. Tessa Blanchard, you're included. Mm. I think highly of her. What she does in the ring. 
No, when she's making those supposed shit videos. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that's none of my business. Oh, allegedly. All right, that's my list. Who we got as some of the more popular vote getters, Joe? You kept track. I wrote them all down, but keeping track's a different thing. <laughs> Adam Cole has a couple. Hammer. Hammerstone, EC3, Davy Voice, Smith, yeah. Richard Holiday, Jacob Fatu. Was Holiday on anybody's list besides me and you? I actually didn't have him on the list. You know what's funny? The last time... Uh, Armando Martinez did have him. Oh, okay. You know what's funny? The last time we did our... Uh, one on themes we picked uh, stranglehold and i was thinking about this when i uh got back to the house it, it like came up like three times i want to say i'm yeah. pretty sure it was your list my list and aj's list which really made me laugh if we go back and do that oh, wow. i'm not even bad about i feel like good <laughs> we, we picked the right one it's work <laughs> it's the work bitches Alright, let's do this up. Let's kick around some of the names we've heard. I like Hammer. Stones on a few. Yeah, we said that at the same time. Yeah. Adam Cole, EC3. Let's put Hammerstone as a definite. Sure. I mean, if there's no rules on this, Adam Cole definitely should be there too. Why would you not want to sign that guy? Look what he's done with Ring of Honor, NXT, PWG. He's the longest reigning champion in PWG, NXT. And he's the only guy I think who's held the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship three times. Okay. So. He's on a couple lists. I'm trying to see if anybody made more. Let's put Adam Cole on there. Okay. Jacob Fatu? I mean, Jacob Fatu. Uh, let's, let's do a thing. We get... We'll do like a contender spot. Yeah, sure. Get into that spot. Eli Jake. Uh, Jacob Fatu made it onto a couple. Davy Boy Smith made it onto a couple. Sure. And we're gonna have to give it to one of these leads, I think. Okay. Tessa was she on multiple lists? Tessa. Tessa made as many lists as Rachel Allen actually. I gotta go with Tessa though. I think she's more the complete package at this point, and this is stuff you could yeah, do with her. Yeah, she is more the proven. The proven Definitely. Thing, so. Let's put the damn Impact World Title on her. <laughs> so. That's true. I, yeah, she's the Impact Heavyweight Champion currently. Well, that could be. So yeah. yeah, as of this taping, things can change. So if we're looking at Jacob Fatu, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Tessa Blanchard, mm-hmm. who's moving on? You know what? I love me some Fatu, but I'm going to narrow that down to Davy Boy and uh, Tessa because I think Fatu almost seems like I don't want to call him a niche interest. Yeah, like but he's I a monster. Yeah, he's an athletic I think he monster. Would be better in MLW mm-hmm. where like they know how to promote Samoans. Yeah, as opposed to. It's a little unproven. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think uh, we got to figure... Boy Smith, you can plug him in anywhere as the son of yeah. Davey Boy Smith. Yeah. You can promote his legitimate grappling skills. Here's the thing. Either one of these two, Davey or Tessa, is mo- so usually, we're we're usually vote him on. Well, here's Sorry. the thing. Yeah, we're, both, we're, we're bouncing fat too. So, no offense. Now, here's the thing about this. Normally, we say whoever gets on... Like, I would go, okay, well, that's going to be, we're just going to bounce them out. Either one of these two could win the whole thing for me. Like, I really do believe heavily in both these two. And here's the difference. Sometimes, like they say in MMA fights, styles make matches. Yeah. In this particular matchup, when you match these two, I'm taking you back to what you said earlier. You kind of turned me on this. AEW could use a little boost in their women's division. Yeah. So because of that currently, in the current climate, I would put my money on Tessa. That is tough. Now... I would have moved on Davy Boy Smith just because of that pure package. But if you, you do look at it, if you're going to bring in 
a second, third generation wrestler, mm-hmm. you're going to want them to fill a spot. And right. almost to jump the gun to next week's list, there's a certain amount of people that, I mean, AEW's got a stacked roster, and mm-hmm. as 99.9% of the people that responded to next week's list came up with an actual list. <laughs> too soon apparently spoiler (laughs) but you know what I say like you've only got so much room on a roster you might wanna oh yeah that cat's definitely gonna fuck with that cord Thor quit fucking with the cord (laughs) we're live folks come on god damn it this is all getting recorded (laughs) that's what happens when you have a motherfucking kitten in the studio about to shoot on this cat Dave, you gotta grab a hold, grab a hold. So we got Hammerstone, Adam Cole, and Tessa Blanchard moving on. Sorry, we we got in this very important talk about getting that next generation wrestler sure. in and who needs to fit it, and then the fucking cat, so the third man. We're gonna go like yeah, he's the third man. We got Tessa then moving on. And so it's Tessa, Hammer. Hammerstone, and Adam Cole. Cow, baby. You know, here's the thing. So I've already put over how much I love Cole. Right. Hammer is a guy, and I said this on prior podcasts, I said it in the Richard Holiday interview. <clears throat> like I saw him as the muscle of the dynasty. Yeah. And he's evolved into more. He's an all around entertaining character who can do it all and he's getting better and better. Oh, hundred percent. And I was almost gonna bounce Adam Cole before Hammerstone just because Adam Cole's awesome. Sure. He's getting better. Hmm. But I mean I it's a matter of if his yeah. peak is going to be as high as Hammerstone's could be, just because we haven't seen Hammer's potential yet. That's where we might agree a little bit on this. Okay, we so. watched him grow a little bit, but right. if he's growing that much, there's more growing that could be done. Right. But the name of the list, though, is who do we want to sign right now, boy? So now that being said, you're right there. But sometimes you sign people on potential too, right? Oh yeah, and I mean, Hammer probably comes at a cheaper price though. Okay. Let's do a little thing first. If you were gonna bring Hammer into AEW right now, yeah, what would you have him do? Versus, think about it. Also, what would you bring in Adam Cole to do? And almost make your decision based. You on know what? Honestly, they'd both be in the idea. same spot right now for me. Actually, despite everything, they'd both be feuding with Cody, and one of them would be probably taking that title. After Cody defends it successfully for a little while, that would be the next guy as a TNT champion if I could get him in there. I see Adam Cole as... The world champ? Inner circle material. Mm-hmm. Almost ousting Jericho from the group. So you bring him in, he's Jericho's new recruit. Hmm. Jericho's high on him, he starts boasting about him. And then almost similar, I guess, to what happened with the Bullet Club, where Adam Cole became more or less the leader for a little bit. Or the nation, when Rock ousted Farouk. There you go. Very, very similar idea. Yeah. Now, uh, actually, it's funny. I, I was thought... going to bring in Hammerstone. Give me a minute to think about it. I was going to put Hammer in a circle. I was going to have him bounce Hager. Okay. <laughs> That's another thought I had. Why not have Hammerstone be MJF's muscle and almost get a dynasty-like setup with them? Like, my idea would be Hammerstone, Sean Spears, MJF right now, Hmm. which means you can cut out Wardlow because who gives a fuck about Wardlow? He's a good talent. (laughs) I'm not. Yeah, I mean he's not bad, but Hammer's a better. People could fill that that role and. Hammerstone, like we've said, he's more entertaining, so he could be the muscle. Sure. But he could also probably play off the jokes a little 
little bit with MJF. Hundred percent. I um. Humor, not the jokes. I again. I mean, I could argue that Tessa could take this spot right now, just because what she would mean for the females. At the end of the day, someone's got to go. Yeah, I was just kind of looking at who can we bounce like. Yeah. I'll tell you what, just because it's a little less likely they're going to get him right now anyway. I heard something recently as of today. Adam Cole. We'll bounce Adam Cole because I did hear a rumor that he's most likely actually already signed an extension despite the rumors. So. Well, I mean, Hammerstone's already signed too. True, 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 true. True. Yeah, but let's, let's just bounce Adam Cole because of the potential that Hammerstone shows. Mm-hmm. So who means more? I mean, right now, again, here's a situation where Tessa would mean more walking in, probably, for an actual division. But what's Hammer going to mean in the future? As much as I put over what Cole's going to mean in the future of this business. Yeah, mm. that's true. I think Tessa would make the better immediate impact just because of how no shaky pun intended. that ladies... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just because of how shaky that ladies' division is. Sure. All right, so this week... So did we pick Tessa? We have picked <laughs> Tessa as a number one. Welcome, Randy. Randy, we're just going to let you enjoy this beat for a minute and revel in your success. Yeah, Randy, you did it. And as always, guys, you know where to find us. We're on Twitter, at FansWorking. The email is WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. Facebook, we've got the Dave and AJ page and the Working Fans Podcast group. And as always, take it easy, guys, and we'll talk to you next time. Mm. It's actually more the uh, Dave and AJ Facebook account and the uh, Working Fans page.